This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition. Episode 45 of 40 Acres and a Fool. Yep, can you believe it? No. Where does the time go? I don't know. Miss E, and uh, hello, I'm Cam. Uh, At the kitchen table, Bullet is coming over to say hello. We can probably be quiet and hear his... Need to be cut nails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, click clacking around the house, kind of like your clump clump cowboy boots. He's right. the clacker. Well, thanks for uh, joining us here on a cold winter's night uh, on the uh, 40 acres. No snow, possible snow this weekend for the first time uh, this winter, but uh, right now it's just really, really cold. Really, really, really cold. And of course, you're going to miss because you get to travel this weekend, right? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, work is taking me to SHOT Show in a few days. Oh, poor you. You have to go to Las Vegas. I have to go to Las this Vegas. little violin. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's I, hard. I, I, no, I get it. You know, here's the thing. I mean, it really is... I'm not going to say it's not fun because it is fun. It's but but the fun part is getting to see everybody. It's like it's like the interannual meeting. Like it's a lot of work. Yeah. But it's fun because I get to see people that I only get to see once or twice a year. Uh, there is going to be a lot of work. Actually, I'm really excited uh, about our shot show coverage. So I will go ahead and give you a plug uh, next week, next Tuesday through Friday. Make sure you tune in to NRA News Cam and Company live online at nranews.com, 2 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, on Sirius X and Patriot 125 at midnight Eastern, on demand all the time at iHeartRadio. And we now have the Roku channel as well for NRA News. Yes. Ooh, look at that. All that and a bag of chips and a Roku channel. Neato. So, um, yeah, so make sure you tune in. It's going to be fantastic. We're already talking. I don't want to, I don't, you know, the shot show, there are a lot of people there. And we'll be talking to a lot of cool people. We've already got some stuff like penciled in, but I don't want to give out too many names because sometimes things happen and, you know, through no fault of anybody's own. Uh, But scheduled to appear, I should say, on uh, NRA News Cam and Company next week, we're going to be talking with Taya Kyle, uh, who was at the Town Hall Style event uh, on CNN. And by the way, Wayne LaPierre has now uh, challenged Barack Obama to a a one-on-one debate uh, not where the uh, NRA is going to be a prop, but where it's going to be uh, equal time and equal sides. And you can uh, see Wayne's challenge if you go to nranews.com. Uh, so we're going to be talking with Taya, hopefully. Uh, Dana Lash of The Blaze, since we're here on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. She has the cutest little doggies. 
She does. Well, I mean, we are right I up mean, there with ours. She has the cute little dog. Oh, yeah. She has like these little French Our little dog is not all that French cute, terriers or I don't know what, actually what they're called. But they're like little bug-eyed little cutie pies. Right. This thing is a hundred pounds of fluff <laughs> on the floor right here. He's not a cute little anything. No. And He's an adorable our, giant dog. And our little dog is, is cute in a... Fat uncle kind of way. Right. Exactly. He really yeah. is. I know. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And, and again, we're going to be talking with a lot of other uh, great folks. So I hope that you will tune in for that. I will be in Las Vegas, which means that, uh, yes, you will be here. And it's going to be really cold. And it's going to be in the 50s in Las Vegas. And so and it's not going to be really do cold. Another, um, you're not going to be able to do this next week. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the schedule is going to be. Uh, I'd like to do something, but it, it might be a not from the 40 acres. Yeah, no way. Know. I've done a couple of these uh, in a uh, pretty, you know, crummy motel room have on you? the road. Yeah, oh, I have. Okay. I did not realize. I have. Well, you weren't there. No, that's true. So you wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been on that week's episode either. Right. No. So exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. I would like to uh, try to do a uh, forty acres next week, but may have to uh, to take a week off. Forty acres in Vegas. <laughs> or the fool in Vegas. I'm not too sure. It's probably more the fool in Vegas, given how much. Do I automatically s- become the Joker? No, it's the. Oh, I hope not. Well, well that's the fool, the jester, you know, and and. Oh, and the deck of cards. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I was thinking Vegas yeah. deck of cards. Right. Aces. Yeah. Joker's wild. I'm not going to be as wild. Actually, I already had the first person uh, ask me. Our producer, uh, John Pop, uh, said something about. Uh, getting on a mechanical bull, Don't. which which will yeah. forever, every Never. time now, yeah. for the rest of my life, I go to Las Vegas, uh, I will be uh, asked if I'm going to ride a mechanical bull, and the answer will always and forever be no. No, because <laughs> one time <laughs> that you almost broke your wrist. Yeah, I think we, I think I might have talked about this at some point, and, and obviously if you're a uh, regular viewer or listener of NRA News Camera Company, you will recall this, at, uh, this was like two years ago at SHOT Show, and uh, Benny Spies of uh, Sportsman Channel, Gunner with Benny Spies fame. Uh, he and I and uh, several friends from the Sportsman Channel had gone out to a, originally it was supposed to be a karaoke bar, but uh, they weren't doing karaoke that night for whatever reason, even though they advertised that they were doing karaoke every night of the week. They weren't doing <laughs> karaoke that night. <coughs> and Sorry. so the, the backup entertainment was drunk people on a mechanical bull, and I, uh, I, I volunteered uh, for the sake of entertaining everybody else, and then I... Had to go to the emergency room. Ended up just hanging on, yeah, just a little too long, and something really bad happened to my two of my fingers. And the next day, I was I was there, I was doing the show, and my hand hurt so bad. Uh, they, one of the medics actually came over and looked at me and said, yeah, you need to go to the hospital after this. And so I spent, I think it was, what, like six hours in the emergency, uh, emergency room. room in Las Vegas. Yeah. And by the way, if you're ever in Las Vegas, don't. Don't include six hours in an emergency room in your in your vacation plans. Yes, yeah, so be more careful and don't <laughs> ride electric bulls, mechanical bulls. Well, yeah, yeah, we're, I, I, I've got that. that. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to find a, a new way. Actually, no, it, you new know, way we, to hurt yourself? No, no. <laughs> there is sort of like this NRA news tradition that uh, every year at Chacho, some somebody ends up. Uh, in the emergency room. At one point, uh, I think the last person was John Pop, who had an allergic reaction to uh, to something, and his lip sw- just got I remember really that. swollen. Oh, I, I can't remember, remember what it was that he had uh, had the allergic reaction to, but but he was the one who spent like six hours in the in the uh, Las Vegas emergency room. So hopefully we'll be ER free. 
<laughs> this trip. Knock on wood. Knock on the uh, yeah. the kitchen table there. Yeah. Knock on wood indeed. So we were planning on um, processing splotches this weekend, the but coat that uh, we no longer need. Right, but um, that's kind of out because I won't be here, and you right. could totally do it by yourself. But yeah. I'm I'm actually asking you. To not, I know. so that I can I can be a part of this uh, you wanna experience. Wait and the youngest so. wants its head. I'm. This is a weird combination of family thing. We got an Adam's family thing. Well, here. yeah, and we'll, no, we'll we'll talk about that. But our yeah, our youngest daughter is fascinated by anatomy and how animal uh, how things work. Right? She, she loves taxidermy. Yeah. And so I think we talked about the uh, the fox skeleton that she had uh, discovered, and then. Down by the creek, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a just a house cat that uh, got taken, and but we found a, a skull, and that's all it was, was a skull, and we picked it up and brought I'm it back, back for, yeah, her, for and, her, and she's uh, been really interested in that. And so when she found out that we were going to be processing uh, splotches, she asked, she was like, can I have the head after you're done? Because <laughs> I want to I wanna look at the skull. And um, the way, you know, you, you put a goat down is... Uh, to a with a a 22 usually so i'm not sure that that's going to really be possible for her but uh, who knows she might actually be a part of the processing experience well yeah because i was looking at that um taxidermy that she got for christmas and a lot of it really is just the careful skinning Mm -hmm. of the animal and making sure that you don't let it the the, when you get it you don't get it wet and yada 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 but it's just really just the very artful skinning because they they i didn't realize this there are actually like little um like mannequin things of different kinds of animals Mm -hmm. that are like just little plastic forms forms basically yeah that you just go ahead when you skin your critter you order the size that's closest to the skin you take all the measurements and then you just kind of sew the skin around this plastic frame Hmm. so i guess like the really good taxidermists that that pose or, or, or the taxidermists that like create this sort of displays, like, oh look, here's squirrels playing poker. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't imagine there's like a squirrels playing poker form, but they probably they make probably their own. They probably just manipulate it or make their own. A bondo is a really big uh, compound used in taxidermy. Interesting. So with bondo, you can create, and then modeling clay, because then they have to build out parts of the skull that no longer are there like if like in the case of a skull that we got for Catherine, like the nose was gone so you'd have to rebuild that part mm-hmm. when you put the skin over fascinating really weirdly fascinating yeah it really is Whoop. but we don't have a fleshing tool so i'm i'm not i'd have to ask our friend the one we ask for all this kinds of weird stuff Val. <laughs> right um i'd have to ask her how she processes the furs because she's done a fox and something else and she's managed to save the fur as a pelt and she doesn't have a fleshing tool okay on that note we're going to take a commercial break because i think uh, bullet might need to go out and we've got a, a kid who needs some help so stick around we'll be back with more 40 acres and a fool from the kitchen table here right after this 40 acres and a fool with cam edwards on the blaze radio network When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, 
I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, Miss E, and a studio audience for this segment. Yes, Please hold your applause. More than just the furry kind. <laughs> right? Yeah. We have, we have well, Bullock's completely uninterested. He's just here. But uh, yes, our, our youngest daughter is with us as well. You want to say hello? Just shout out. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we were talking. We, I think we were talking about the taxidermy and her ears perked up. And thought, Ooh, I'm gonna, or they started talking about me. You know right? That, right? Or burning. Well, have you ever heard if, if your ears start ringing, it means somebody's talking about you, so you start listing everyone you know, and when your ear stops ringing, that's the person who's talking about you. No, I didn't know that. I, I heard if your ears start burning that somebody's talking about you. My ears start burning when I'm hot or when I'm having a hot flash. Well, maybe when people are maybe that's when people are talking, <laughs> a lot of people are talking about you, and all of a sudden, ooh, my ears are on fire. No, no, I don't know. I've, I never heard of that one, and you never heard of mine. So that's it's like it's like Oklahoma the versus versus New, New Jersey, Jersey, right? Yeah, you didn't know about like, Mischief Night. I knew about Mischief Night because I lived in New Jersey for one year. I lived in New Jersey okay. over a Mischief but, Night. Okay, what I'm saying is like no one outside of New Jersey really knows about Mischief Night, right? But I still knew. Yeah, because the year that we had Mischief, the year that I got to partake in Mischief Night. It was a magical year. I oh, mean, yeah. oh, it was fantastic. It was, it was, we, uh, so we put toilet paper, uh, and ran it across the road. There you go. Um, and we put shaving cream on it. And so when the car came, it got shaving creamed. Ooh. Right? Nice. And then my friend Peter, uh, hid in a pile of leaves. And we were like, we were young. We were like eight, well, I yeah, think. Well, yeah, because that's when you lived in New Jersey when you were right. eight. <laughs> uh, but then he jumped out and scared even younger kids uh, <gasps> out of the pile of leaves. That Uh-oh. was fun. And uh, we might have even done a, a ding-dong ditch, uh, right? That yeah. was like, that felt weird because like you're, you're going on somebody's house. Yeah, and you're that, ringing the doorbell and you're running away as fast as your little eight-year-old legs can take you. Yeah, we were only allowed to soap my mom's car. Uh, one year we put a, a stuffed dummy in the middle of the road out in front of my house, <laughs> which, you know, the speed limit was 25 miles an hour. Some of the right. people driving down our street cause it was a kind of a main street, even though it's a tiny street. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, this it was, was a public service. In I was doing a public service. I was providing, <laughs> I was telling people to slow the bleep down, but the cops didn't see it that way. And they came down the road at one point cause we were only like three blocks from the police station. You guys seem to move that, so... So, yes, yeah. you're right. We did not have Mischief Night in Oklahoma. We, kept, no. we tipped cows in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, cow tipping. We, ca- we tipped cows in New Jersey, too, because I'm from the south part of New Jersey. The north part is at, like, New York south cesspool. Right. So the New Jersey... I think that's where like you break into chemical plants, right? Is that the North Jersey I don't know. equivalent of One cow of tipping? One of the many super fun sites are all up in there. <laughs> mall tipping? You just go mall to the mall tipping. and... <laughs> 
He tip old ladies in their walkers <laughs> instead of tipping cows. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Oh, dear. And then there's the lightning bug. There's uh, Firefly, Firefly, and I'm still right? confused about that. Because I've lived in New Jersey, Virginia, and Oklahoma, and there's the two different words, and I can't remember what I called anything ever. And then there's the hoagie versus sub sandwich. Versus grinder. So that's another one. So a grinder is a hot hoagie in North Jersey. Okay. Like a meatball sub. It's a grinder. A meatball, a meatball grinder. In North Jersey, it's a grinder if it's hot. Okay. But in South Jersey, you'd call it a meatball, a meatball sub. Sub, yeah. Or a meatball hoagie. Because it no, was going to serve a meatball a, sub cold. No, yeah, I guess it's a submarine. It's a cheesesteak, it's a hoagie, and it's a meatball sandwich. Just a steak meatball sandwich. sandwich? Sausage sandwich. Yeah, it was always like sausage parm or meatball parm. So you never had a, like the rest of it. Sort of, that was the way the sandwich was made. Okay. I, this is just a couple years at uh, Gaetano's, which is the best place on the planet to get cheesesteaks. If you are ever in New Jersey, go to any of the Gaetano's. Trust how, me. How do you spell it? G-A-E-T-A-N-O-S. Gaetano's. They are pretty good, I will uh, I will say. And they travel well. They'll actually pack these sandwiches to travel. Yes, and if you ask specifically to have them travel, uh, the, we did it when I worked there when I was between 18 and 20 years old. And that was a really long time ago. Uh, <laughs> that location is still there. And it's kind of like, what do they say? You can't make silk from a sow's ear or something mm-hmm. like that. It still looks like crap. Uh, they had another dining room and they sort of did some stuff. But it's still the same crappy place it always was. Right. This one is the one in Willingboro. So should this be awesome. on like a, awesome. should Guy Fieri Actually, go Guy out? Fieri should go to the Gaetano's. On uh, on Kennedy Way in Willingboro, New Jersey. If he hears this, guy, go run, <laughs> run, 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 guy, run. Yeah, guy, to the closest. Guy, guy Fieri's tuning into the because uh, I think the, the one in Charleston Road, podcast, was... I'm sure of it. Hey, <laughs> if we mention his name, see that's the thing. Right, his ears are burning right his now. His ears are burning because <laughs> or, I am, or perhaps ringing or ringing because we are talking about him. And he's thinking, how do I figure out who on earth is? Who is this? I have to name every person on the planet. Can you imagine apparently. if that were true. Guy Fieri would have tinnitus so bad because, like, every night his ears would start ringing at when when the diners driving some dives marathon kicks in. Oh yeah, poor guy probably can't so get any sleep whatsoever about burning or ringing. <laughs> probably not. So every time I count down those people and I'm pissed off at somebody, right? I'm just directing. It's just my a mental exercise. <laughs> it really is a mental <laughs> exercise. It's good. I usually list the people I really don't like because I'm figuring if they're talking about me, then I can really be mad at them. So I just name random people until it stops. So that's that's sort of like some Zen Buddhist thought experiment. It's just, some you know. weird mental meditation <laughs> thing, I think. Like, um, who's talking about me? You're talking trash. It's probably this stupid idiot that I hated from a long time ago. Um, you know? Does it work? It stops ringing after a while. Yeah? Yeah. Are you angry at that point, though, or do you clear it out? Oh, I'm just, then it's done. I'm like, okay, it's good. Whew, I, I, I'm done. Oh, it must have been that idiot. Well, no wonder they were talking about me. They're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, I suppose. It's it's a mental, it's a positive mental thing. Yeah. To list your enemies. Right. It's a positive mental thing to list your enemies. Now you sound like Rafi in the league. It's uh, oh, not like a Rafi, random the thing baby that, beluga uh, dude. 
No, not no. that guy. He, I think uh, he was Raffy anyway. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Raffy has any enemies, except for Baby Beluga, who's like, you've been singing about me for years. I have not seen a single royalty. Yeah. A right. whale's got needs, Raffy. Right? <laughs> so this has had, had nothing to do with... Uh, nothing. <laughs> The farm here. Are, are you? Have you been amused at least, darling, yes. daughter of mine? Definitely. Has so, this been funny? So there's not much better going than on like Aqua Teen the, Hunger Force. The, better than Cartoon you guys Network. Have the randomest conversations. Ever. Yeah, we, we do. do have the randomest so, conversations. Okay, so the thing is that there's it's it's winter, right? It's, so it's, it's cold. It's there's not much going on with the farm. We there's talked about it growing. last. We talked. We did. We we went through winter last week. It, right. You know, like it's cold. It's cold. Uh, you got to bring water out. Couple yes. times a day, uh, um, and this week it's going to be more so because it's going to be getting into the really freezing at nights. So uh, I've got to remember to hit my friend up for a couple more buckets if she can get some of the more of those five gallon plastic buckets. I'm like woohoo with handles. There, no, there there has been so we've not seen the fox around. I have heard coyotes uh, at night a couple of times, but we've I've not seen any. I haven't either. We've and been letting the chickens out for a couple of hours in the afternoon. I've Along actually, with the goats. Yeah, well, I let them out together because they sort of hang out together. And right. the presence of the goats seems to keep away any large, like, because a fox trying to carry off one of my fat goats, they're, they're going to get beat up. Yeah, so they're our guard goats. And yeah. Frankie's been Frankie's been trying to, like, show off his aggressiveness a little bit. He's been, going, you know, rearing up on the back legs and wants to butt his head with your hand. Oh, that's because uh, I'm teaching him to do that. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's okay. the thing I do with him. He's not showing his aggressiveness. This is how he plays with me. I walk him on his head, and he rises up, and we do the fist, fist bump. Oh, okay. I was wondering, because the last time I was out, he was like, he was doing that. I'm like, are you getting uppity with me? What are you no, doing? he wants you to do fist bump with Well, him. that's what I did. I always yeah. I always fist bump yeah, with the goats. But uh um it was, So you caught them in the, uh, in the apple trees oh. that... Yeah, planted, right? and my little baby apple trees that haven't, you know, it's going to be years before right. they do stuff. This they're, was last summer that they yeah. got planted. So. Yeah, so they're only like a year and a half old now. Uh, I walked, I was outside walking bullet and I saw them over there and I was like, you expletive removed goats? I was like, really? <laughs> I sick bullet on them because there were a couple of them that were chewing on the bark mm. of the little baby apple trees. Go ahead and eat the little baby locust trees, please. (laughs) But stay away from my apple trees. So I got to, I think we have, if we take one section of Electronet out of where the goats are, because they have a huge area now, Mm -hmm. uh, and like tighten it up a little bit, we could probably use that one 100 foot section and just encase the little baby apple trees, because I have another panel. And we could just zap them and then prevent them from getting in. Them and deer. Because that's the other thing. I think yeah. the deer ate the other two of the trees down to nothing. No, I think I'm you're hoping right. At some, I'm hoping that there's enough juice and juju that they might, but there's not enough. I'm there's no leaves. Might, I'm thinking we I might think be planting some new yeah, apple trees I this think spring. I might be. Yeah, uh, maybe some some saplings. Because these were pretty. These were pretty small. They weren't as small as that mulberry tree that we got that no. did nothing. But yeah, but they were no. pretty tiny still. But they were like we're still three, four feet tall. They were they were. 18 months, two years, a year old. Like, they were still advanced-aged apple trees for the the time you want to transplant. Mm-hmm. That orchard that we like to go to every once in a while in Palmyra, mm-hmm. they actually start selling trees at the end of the season, too. Oh, okay. So, I think next season I'll hit them up and see if get a couple of different types and add. 
Maybe I can get a couple of slightly older trees, but... All right, listen, we need to uh, take a time out. I need to send my young'uns upstairs, so stick around. Except for you, young'un. You've got to go upstairs, and we'll be back without our studio audience right after this quick time out here on 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Say goodnight. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The Islamic State threatens other countries, entities all over the world. And as long as it offers not just a a base from which they can equip and train and plot and plan, but it is an inspiration that there is right now a caliphate operating in the Middle East gives a lot of inspiration to people who want to join into this jihadist fight. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> I'm going to leave that just for you. I'm not starting over. It's the C&E Podcast Factory. Y'all ready for this? Dun, 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 bum, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that's all there will be of that. No yep. more. Nope, that was funny though. I'm sorry. Getting... <laughs> getting psyched up. Getting psyched up. Funny. Well, the emails, kids are uh, right. Uh, no, that's the next segment. We're going to get to uh, some of our emails. Oh, okay. Children are in bed. Uh, yes, I was actually going to, uh, <laughs> you know, because again, we've we now talked about like all there is to talk about on the farm in the winter. Uh, we could talk about the seed catalogs that we've been getting, but we actually haven't really gone through them to pick out anything yet. No, so I was going to ask you what you've been reading this week. Oh, <clears throat> so. This week, I read the latest first book in the Rick Rorden uh, pantheon of God people books. Starting with Percy Jackson. So he had the, yeah, he had the Greek, the Greek, Greek gods? Yeah. Okay, so he had the Percy Jackson series, the Greek gods. Yeah. And then he did the Cain Chronicles with the Egyptian gods. And now he is with Magnus. Didn't he do some sort of Roman god thing too? I don't know. No, anyway, maybe that was just okay. Anyway, now he's now he's on the Norse gods. Oh, and we got a book for uh, our number four kid for Christmas. And when he finished it, I borrowed it from him, and I liked it so much that I asked him if I could borrow the first book in the Cain Chronicles. So now I'm reading the Egyptian story. <laughs> uh, but before that, I think it was uh, the Idea Man, the the dude who is the co-founder of Microsoft. Okay. I got that for Christmas. I was really fascinated by the whole book through the whole computer geek part of his stuff. And then when he like left Microsoft and he was just talking about like the basketball team he owned, it was like yawn fest. And I had to get through that to get to the interesting parts. Uh, Cause I don't really follow sports and I don't really care about reading all his trials and tribulations. This is a rich dude trying to buy a team and deal with the players. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, blah, blah. Let's get back to some technical stuff, please. But part of it was good. Huh. You know, it's interesting because the, the uh, book about the Norse gods, uh, I earlier last year, I guess it was, it must have been May, I read this story in Vice magazine, or Vice Online, um, about Odinism, not Onanism, no, that's something Odin. very different, Odinism, right, which is this sort of newish 
religion that worships the Norse gods that uh, apparently is very Sounds big like with the Aryan prison gangs <laughs> in this country, right? Uh, Thor, I don't think he would be happy to hear that. I'm not. I'm not sure that uh, that he would. So I, every Loki time would now, be amused. I'm, but yeah, not, yeah, right. But uh, so anyway, so when I heard that Rick Riordan was uh, was writing this this Norse that's, God theories, I was like, well, well, that's interesting. That's funny. And I wonder if we'll have like some resurgence of you know uh, Ra-ism or uh, you know, and all of a sudden now we're going to be worshiping the ancient Egyptian sun god. Well, that was the last series you did. I'm just saying in real life. Right. It might might carry over. Who knows? Who but knows? But that, you would think if it would have started, maybe it would have started after that book. I you don't would know. think it would have started after Stargate. Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Like I love I actually I I liked that movie. I liked a lot of cheesy futuristic science fiction movies, except for Saturn Three. Saturn okay. Three is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It's been a long time since I've seen Saturn Three. It's been a long time since I've seen Stargate. I don't know. I don't know how the uh, how the effects would hold up, but I remember the time I being it was pretty awesome. impressed by the you know the special think, effects in that I movie. Think, I think the special effects would still hold up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Given what they were and what they did, I think it would still work. You Saturn think, Three would still suck. You think that there's like a the special it, effects? You know, it's no. interesting because like there's when if, if you if you watch movies like there is a period where all of a sudden these special effects took a huge leap forward, right? Like you look at Clash of the Titans from what was that eighty two? The and it's the Harry it's the stop Hamlin motion, one? yeah, and it's still the uh, you know oh kind of claymation sort of thing, right? Yeah, stop motion photography. Is it Ray Harryhausen? Uh, that that sort of stop motion, right? Yeah, exactly. But then. What, it was th- still awesome, though. Three years later, you have Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, and then, think about like, the difference. Not that many, yeah, not that lit much past. Yeah, the, the, it, it, the, yeah. The, the, it's like with music, like like. No, no, no. It is. There's a it, listen, special effects have gotten exponentially better. Music has gotten exponentially no, 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 no. shitty. I'm not talking about. <laughs> you listen to pop I'm radio? Not, okay, stop. Okay, you sorry. listen to pop radio. I'm not talking about the quality. I'm talking about the production value. Like, there was a period, if you listen to the first Beatles album in 1963, 1964, or anything that came out in 1963 or 64, you know, it's all recording in one big room. It's all kind oh, of yeah. boomy. <sighs> Background stuff, yeah. But good. by 68, 69... They figured it out. Right. And all of a sudden, you can listen to a song from, you know, 1969 or 1970, and it sounds like it could have been recorded today if they if the sound engineers knew what they were doing. Right. Can't really listen to music from the, you know, even, even you know, Sam Cooke uh, remastered from, like, 1957. It sounds like it's from 1957. It does, because there's nothing you can do to change it. Right. Like, it's all on one track. So, I, I, I wonder when that moment was for movies where, like, the the switch was flipped and all of a sudden it went from, like, kind of crummy to, oh, now we know what we're doing. I These know. You know, and all of a sudden the graphics the looked a lot better. Star Wars? Or the fourth and sixth? Uh, no, because like I said, I think like Ghostbusters. You look at that, and that was '85, and those graphics, those those special effects were really good. Well, the first one, Star Wars, was '77. That's and true. Then the those were Star miniatures. Wars, I know, but they were still really awesome looking. But then there was a point where, like, right after that, it was like maybe this uh, theory is reliant on uh, Clash of the Titans not being a crappy movie. Maybe maybe it was just that Clash of the Titans had really bad special effects for the time. <laughs> that movie i thought it was awesome it can be a great i mean you can love the movie and it can still be a pretty bad movie that's how i feel about the evil dead with uh, bruce campbell right and the eighth dimension i know and oh howard the duck 
Oh yeah, I love. Howard I know we've the talked duck. about Howard the Duck on this program before because I think I've already revealed my embarrassing secret of writing Leah Thompson a yes. fan letter. Yes, you did. Yeah, so we don't need to get into that again. Oh, speaking of which, I saw a funny short movie today starring um, Marianne, aka Oh dear, I can't remember her real name from <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Don Wells. Don Wells. And it was a funny, like, she's still there Didn't after have to all look these that years. Uh, this dude comes, has fallen off a party boat and comes washed up and he's yelling for help. And he's, she's like, I'm not going to help you. What are you talking about? And I'm just watching people. Every once in a while, somebody washes up here and they wander away. Apparently, the forbidden end of the island. Yeah. It's a peninsula. There was no forbidden end. They just were, like, apparently warned away from it. But everybody who went over to the forbidden side end up like, oh, look, there's civilization and a fish taco <laughs> place and a check cashing thing. And she's like, wait a minute. Seriously? The five of them left me here all this time along? Oh, I've been stuck with the actress? Oh, come on. Let's go get her and we'll find the hidden money. It was a really cute little short. But, yeah, Don Wells. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Still on Gilligan's Island. Well, good for Don Wells. I, I could not tell you who uh, Ginger's real name is, so I guess guess now we know who... You liked. Right? Yeah. Little ponytail girl. Marianne. Marianne. So I read... Uh, I'm almost through with this book. Uh, it's coming out, actually, in March. Um, Encounter Books is nice enough to send me books before they get released on occasion. And uh, this one is called The Demon in Democracy, Totalitarian Temptations in Free Societies. And it's by Rizard Legutko, who is a philosophy professor at uh, Jagiellonian University in Krakow, Poland. Uh, And it is, I got to tell you, so uh, it is, I mean, you can tell it's written by a philosophy professor. Okay. It's not written by a talk show host slash bumpkin. Um, I mean, it's, it's fairly academic but it's also very readable and what's really fascinating about this is here's a guy who lived under communism for most of his life when communism fell in poland in the early 1990s late 80s um he hasn't since then lived under quote-unquote liberal democracy and he's writing about the similarities between the two systems Mm -hmm. communism and and liberal democracy uh, and he's writing from, again, a very Polish perspective and a very European perspective. So there's some stuff that, that, that doesn't ring true here, mm. but there's a lot of stuff that does ring true here when he talks about the the political correctness and the sort of, you know, in the communist system, um, nothing was allowed to exist outside of the state, right? And mm. so uh, it was it was all state-controlled. He said, you know, in, in what, what is called a liberal democracy now, but in many cases resembles more a totalitarian democracy it's not that the state exercises that control as much as it is individuals uh who have the power and the influence in the state that exercise that same sort of control and so if you write something that uh, is politically incorrect if you say something that is politically incorrect uh, as a professor or as a uh, media figure you are marginalized you're otherized uh, and so it's 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 almost like you get the same um, end result of conformity of thought, and you know nobody, it, it, everybody's afraid to express their opinion, or many people are afraid to express their opinion. Uh, it's just that the the consequences and the punishment are different. You don't have to worry about these secret police showing up at your door in the middle of the night. 
but you might not get tenure. And we shunned. And yeah. uh, right, and uh, you know, if if you say something that uh, who knows if it gets blown up on Facebook or whatever, you might lose your job and good luck finding another one. But it's not going to be state sanctioned. It's just going to be the the mores uh, of the society that would compel your boss to fire you for expressing your opinion about gay marriage or something like that. Uh, anyway, it, it's it's really kind of scary, um, mm. but it's 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 also really really interesting just from that perspective. And given that I've been reading a lot about the you know Soviet spies in the United States in the 1950s, don't roll your eyes. I'm not going to go off on a ramble. I promise. No, I, was <laughs> I wasn't rolling your eyes. I'm sorry, I was yawning. I was rolling my eyes. It's a whole different body part entirely. I promise I'm not going to go off. Oh, there's bullet again. All right, well. Might need to take a time out. I think Bullet's saying nobody wants to hear it. I, I want to go for a walk. No, he's fine. He's anyway, The Demon in Democracy, uh, it's coming out from Encounter Books in March, and uh, I would uh, definitely recommend it. Totalitarian Temptations in Free Societies. Again, the author is Rizard, that's uh, R-Y-S-Z-A-R-D, Legutko, L-E-G-U-T-K-O. Doubt we'll be able to get him for uh, NRA News Cam and Company, given that he uh, lives in Poland, but who knows? We'll... Uh, We'll do our best. All right, we will be back with uh, some of your thoughts here on 40 Acres and a Full Friendly Blaze Radio Network. So stick around. We'll be right back right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. Can you think of an example, besides Columbine, of a group of two or more heavily armed non-Muslim people walking into a place and uh, shooting civilians at random? But of course, we're supposed to pretend that we don't recognize that or realize that. But this is where political correctness leads, and it's even worse than that, because in this case, political correctness may have indirectly killed 14 people. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, last segment we started with CNC Music Factory. I was thinking about singing Adele's Hello coming back, but... Uh, Don't do that. I won't. Or Lionel Richie. He was the first one. Dishwasher. Oh, okay. I was wondering what that background noise was. I thought it might have been Bullet's stomach uh, rumbling <laughs> in the uh, background for a second. Uh, well, again, we appreciate you joining us here on 40 Acres and a Fool. Uh, Cam Edwards is my name. You know that by now. Missy, you know Missy as well. You can find me on Twitter at Cam Edwards, on Instagram at Cam Edwards. Uh, also, Miss E is Corny Goat Farm on Instagram. And we heard from Brian uh today as a matter of fact he said uh he said i agree completely with your discussion with julie gunlock on cam and company about the food network julie has written a piece talking about how the the food network has become just the home of celebrities uh and and any anybody who ever once was on a show that you liked is probably making stromboli or <laughs> lobster ravioli or sushi or something it's right a now tween loser uh tween uh, you want to be tween stars the on now it's kind of like really yeah or even the people who are related to famous people that's the one chick that cracks me up her <sighs> sister was the famous one now she is a cooking all right uh, so brian wrote in and said i agree completely with your discussion with julie about the food network i virtually never watch food network other than good eats reruns uh and brian said because we talked about how good eats is you know best show out there um and brian says however alden brown is a rather interesting 
and somewhat sad story. He said, you can hear him tell the story himself. He did a short-lived podcast called the, Arten, the Alton Brown Cast. Uh, one of the episodes is an interview with Andrew Zimmern of Bizarre Foods. It was paired with an appearance of Alton on Andrew Zimmern's podcast, uh, whose name I forgot, says Brian. It was called um, the Fork... Fork You. Fork, and it wasn't Fork You, but it was, it was something where the pun was... Yeah. You know, fork. Uh, anyway. Uh, go fork yourself. Go fork yourself. That's what it was. Uh, if you're an Alden Brown fan, Brian says, uh, you should really dig up and listen to both episodes. He says, through it, you'll hear Alton Brown give what is, in my opinion, the most honest and upfront discussion I've ever heard from someone who was being destroyed by his professional success. Uh, my words, not his. Brian says, I miss Good Eats a lot, but after hearing those two episodes, I actually find it a little hard to watch the show, and I certainly don't begrudge him a seg uh, into a, a lower-pressure career path. Uh, he said there's also a highly relevant man lesson in there. It's critical that we all grow up, get a job, raise a family, pick up the heavy things, grow a beard, etc. But a man must be able to live in his own skin. Uh, and Brian, I really appreciate this email. I actually, I, I went looking for both of the podcasts that you mentioned. And the Alden Brown cast, I can't find online anymore. Um, it apparently was hosted by Nerdist. And it's uh, I keep getting a 404 error every time I try to find it. I did listen to... Uh, the Go Fork Yourself podcast, uh, Andrew Zimmern hosting Alton Brown. And these were recorded, I guess, right about the same time. Same, It was it was in Alton Brown's trailer uh, on the set of uh, Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm. And the uh, the two of them were talking, and uh, they did each other's uh, podcast. And it, it, you're right, it was really interesting. So um, so Alton Brown, and go, go listen to it yourself, uh, but... You know, basically, you know, we like watching the Good Eats program, but uh, yeah, it 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 was an obsession for Alden Brown to you know he really got into the camera shots, and he was a he was a he was a creator. He started out as a cinematographer, and mm-hmm. he directed commercials, and and so he was you know food. He said was always a vehicle to make movies. Uh, and I, I love, I mean, uh, his obsessiveness shows off and how awesome that show was though. Yeah. But apparently like it was a little too awesome for him at some point. Uh, oh, and sorry. he did 252 episodes, which is, I think I've seen every one of them at least five times. <laughs> I, it was, it, it was a very, uh, raw and, and open podcast though, Brian, you're right. I mean, cause he talks about. In this podcast, uh, and this was in 2014, like May of 2014, and Andrew Zimmern's asking him, you know, uh, these these sort of questions, and, and Alton Brown's talking about, well, you know, like there, this is what happened. Like I lost all of my relationships with other human beings. I was all alone because I just was obsessed with this show and, mm-hmm. and ruined everything. And then he talked about how he doesn't really know what he wants to do in his life. Like he, ten years ago, he could have told you what he thought his mission in life was, and now he's not really sure. I mean, it was a you don't often hear um, celebrities, you know, allow themselves to 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 be open like that. And it, I, I got to tell you, like, I like Alton Brown even more. Uh, having listened to that, and I don't for even listen, I like him anyway. But not only no, I do, I, I do too. In fact, he's and and so now he's so that was 2014. Now he's actually out doing a tour, and it's sort of food and science, and he's going all over the country. He's going to be closest he's coming to Farmville is Durham, North Carolina in April. And I already told Miss E that she can go. I will watch the kids on a Friday night. And Alton, if you're listening, just know that I wish I could be there, but uh, my wife is a huge fan, and I get to go to Shot Show. So, yeah. um, you know, if Guy Fieri's listening, Alton has to be listening, right? <laughs> well, there is a maybe in. Guy can tell Alton, Alton, you got to listen. I said, my oh, this yep. podcast, you know. Anyway, um, 
We love you. I, I you know, I we we've had Andrew Zimmern on NRA News Cam and Company before. That's uh right. and and I really, you know, I, I I don't think Andrew and I would agree on certainly every issue, but uh, I respect Andrew uh, a great deal for coming on NRA News Cam and Company for uh, for talking about his experience. Because, uh, you know, he shoots occasionally on the uh, show. You'll see him use a gun, and we yeah. talked a lot about that. Uh, from what I understand, Alton Brown is also a, a gun owner, concealed carry holder. And, yep. um, you know, I like him for those reasons, but I also just, I like Alton Brown. I think he's a smart guy. Yeah. I think he is a uh, a guy who is not caught up in, in the celebrity mentality and, in fact, is very uncomfortable uh, with the idea of being a celebrity, and I can totally get behind that yeah uh and and alton actually is a celebrity <laughs> well, you're a celebrity in your field <laughs> but I, you know there it, are it people was... i know that don't know who alton brown is really yeah there are wow because they don't they're not foodie people they don't cook they don't watch tv stuff like that so that was actually the most interesting part of the podcast i'm not going to ruin the whole thing for you but when he talked about why he got into food he said it was because he he sees our society fracturing and splitting, and we don't have a monoculture anymore. We don't even have like a a, a you know a, a two or three main cultures. We're just fracturing. And he said the internet's doing this. Like we we just disagree about everything. And he said, but the one thing that we all still agree on is we like food. If you don't mm. like food, you you're dead. Right. Yeah. Basically. To eat. And yes. so he said that's the one thread that keeps us all. Together, it's the one place where we can find our our you know agreements as opposed to focusing on our differences, mm. and that's what drew him to food. Well, except for if you like talk to some people and the the difference is sauce versus gravy. I and that will never ever be reconciled. No, sauce versus gravy I, is like listen, a half there 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 McCoy. are. I'm not I'm not saying there aren't <laughs> doctrinal disputes. I you know, and that's that's the gravy versus sauce, much less the vegetarian versus omnivore uh oh, argument yeah, but but still at the end of the day we all gotta eat we all gotta eat and and so that's that you know foundation where uh alton brown wanted to focus so we could you know focus on our, our shared humanity i thought i thought that was really kind of cool that uh, that he was thinking about stuff like that so it was a uh it was an interesting podcast and brian i again i really appreciate you pointing it out to me i uh I can't thank you enough for it. And I hope that we'll, we'll hear from you, Brian, and uh, anyone else. You know, we love getting email each and every week. The uh, email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com, 40acrefool at gmail.com. Bullet snoring. That's Ruffy. Oh, that's Ruffy. Yep. All right. Bullet. Okay, so Ruffy is snoring. You're yawning. And uh, it's time for me to go upstairs and read to the kids before they go to sleep so on that happy note mm-hmm. thank you for being a part of this edition of 40 acres and a fool from the blaze radio network until we talk again man he is really going at it isn't he, he? does this. i told you <laughs> when i'm at work they two of them are underneath my desk snoring sawing logs he's right over here he's underneath the table right over here and i he's just it's probably that whole you know Fat thing too. Yeah, do they make a... CPAP machines for dogs. C pup. On that Good note. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> Until we meet again, <laughs> be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot, and we'll see you here soon on the near frontier on the next edition 
of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.